Let's talk about another priesthood tool that will dramatically increase personal revelation. So again, two lines of communication. And we spend a lot of time talking about the personal line of revelation, that God speaks to me directly. And that's really the one we need to increase. I really can't increase how often he speaks to the prophet or to the Quorum of the Twelve other than by wanting it. But I can do a lot to increase how often he speaks to me. And the connection between these two is significant. The better I take advantage of certain tools that have come through the priesthood line, I increase personal revelation. So one of those we talked about last couple of classes, and that is Scripture. Scripture has been given for us to increase personal revelation. How you use Scripture has a dramatic influence on the revelations that come. We saw that, that the Liahona is like the Scriptures. And when they were slothful and forgot, the marvelous works ceased. And like the Scriptures, when we are slothful and forget, we diminish the marvelous works in our lives. Therefore, how I handle this over here on the scriptures determines how much I receive here. So let's do another one. Let's do a priesthood tool that has a tremendous influence on my personal revelation, and that is the temple, his house. Um, what I wanna do today is, why do we build temples? Let's, let's take ordinances off the table just for a moment. Because unfortunately, so many people think of the temple as, well, you go there to get the ordinance. <clears throat> Sometimes it becomes a checklist in order to go on a mission. I can't go on a mission until I'm endowed. What I really want to do is go on a mission, and one of the preparatory steps is to go to the temple. So check it off. Or, well, I, I want to get married, and the goal is to get married, and I'm going to get married in the temple. Therefore, the temple becomes a checklist in order to be married. And so let's take the ordinances off. Let's look at the house of God and why do we build them? Now, we'll get into ordinances next time. I want to talk about how do I get more out of the ordinances? How do I increase my revelation by understanding the purpose of the ordinances? How do I increase revelation by learning to see the symbols? We'll do that later. But why do we build temples in general? I want to do, I want to go through the dedicatory prayer of the Kirtland Temple and let the Lord tell us why he asked us to build a temple, why he asked us to build this temple as revealed in the prayer. Because if you think about it, where did Joseph get the prayer? Where did Joseph get the dedicatory prayer? It was revealed. Now think about how odd that is. To whom are we praying? And who revealed the prayer? So he was basically saying, Joseph, this is what you need to say to me. But why would he do that? I think, Joseph, you don't understand the purpose of this building. You have no idea. You couldn't. You've never been in one. You have no idea what, what these buildings are for. And so let me tell you what you're going to say in this dedication. It's a marvelous thought that God would reveal the dedicatory prayer. But we're going to kind of go through that and we're going to identify what does the Lord tell us 
are the purposes of temples. Long before, now remember, this is Kirtland. We didn't do any ordinances in Kirtland, right? Nauvoo was the, was the ordinance temple. So why do we build temples from the perspective of the Kirtland temple? But I want to couch it. Go to section 88. This is the command to build the temple. This is where we were first commanded to build a temple. And I really like how he sets it up. Verses 119. We'll come back to this in a bit in a future class, but organize yourselves, prepare for an evil thing, and establish a house. Now notice the pattern here. What does he call the temple? He doesn't even use the word temple in this verse. This is the command to build a temple, and he doesn't use the word temple. He will later, but he says, I want you to establish a house of prayer, a house of, a house of so that's what I want to do. I want to talk about the temple as a house of blank. Now, these are wonderful and they're fabulous, but I want to go to the dedicatory prayer and let's fill out a list. The temple is a house of blank. So section 109, here's the dedicatory prayer of the Kirtland Temple. And we're going to jump, when, when it's time, we'll jump to the dedicatory prayer of King Solomon's temple as well. But why do we build temples? Let's jump to verse 5, section 109, verse 5. Joseph is praying the words that Heavenly Father gave him. He says, Thou knowest that we have done this work through great tribulation. Ironic that the Lord gave that phrase, right? Because he's basically saying, I know this was hard. I know this was hard for you to do. But let me tell you why you did it. Thou knowest that we have done this work through great tribulation, and out of our poverty we have given of our substance to build a house to thy name that. Do you see what the word that's about to do? We have built this house so that what? Read it, Ashley. We build temples so that. One more time. The Son of Man might have a place to manifest himself to him. Okay, now I want you to personalize it. I go to the temple. Now finish that. So that the Son of Man might have a place to reveal himself to me. That completely changes how I see the temple. I go to the temple so that God can manifest himself to me. So what does it become? A house of revelation. A house of connecting with God. It's a, it's a house of prayer, a house of fasting and all those things. But it's a house of God's manifestation. I'm going to testify and I want you to remember this phrase because I, 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 with all my soul, I wish the music were here and I wish the, the, the crescendo were here because I believe, Ashley, you get increased divine attention in his house. There is increased divine attention. Now, it doesn't mean Heavenly Father doesn't love his children. I know he does. But he builds temples and those who sacrifice to get in there, those who obey a higher law, get higher attention. 
I believe that with all my soul. Those who obey a higher law receive higher, increased attention. There is increased attention from God when you live worthy and attend the temple. I go there to connect with him, to receive revelation. Now, let me show you the dedicatory. Keep, keep do, or Doctrine and Covenants. Keep your finger in there, but go to 1 Kings in the Old Testament. Chapter 8 is where Solomon dedicates the <clears throat> Solomon's temple. And I want to show you a pattern. So 1 Kings chapter 8. Notice in verse 22, Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord and in the presence of all the congregation of Israel, spread forth his hands towards heaven and sat. And here's his prayer. Now jump to verse 37 through 39. If there be in the land famine, if there be pestilence or blasting or mildew or locusts, or if there be caterpillar. Now, obviously, those are Old Testament problems, so let's modernize that. If there be financial challenges and health challenges and social challenges and mental and health challenges, if there be problems or addiction, if there be relationship problems, symbolized by this last one, if their enemy besieged them in the land of their cities. Whatsoever plague, whatsoever sickness there be, what prayer and supplication soever be made by any man or by all thy people Israel, which shall know every man the plague of his own hearts and spread forth his hands towards this house. Do you see the connection? When you bring your problems to this house, you get increased divine attention because the laws you have to obey in order to come here qualify you for increased divine attention. Bring your problems to the temple and he will, verse 39, give me the words. He promised to, at an increased level, do four things. If you will bring your challenges and your problems and your heartbroken pleas to him in his house, he will, number one, before that, let's go to the very beginning, then Hear thou. There's our first one. Hear. He will hear in his dwelling place and forgive and do and give to every man according to his ways. If you bring your problems to the temple, you receive divine attention, increased divine attention. He will hear. He will forgive, he will do, and he will give. Let me show you this. Let me illustrate this again in the Old Testament. Go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. So from 1 Kings, go to 2 Chronicles. Now this is Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat is king of Judah. And just like he prayed, a great multitude has come against him. Page 609. Yeah, Kings, Kings, Chronicles, Chronicles. 
Second <clears throat> Chronicles 20, ready? Verse 2. And there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee. Now see this symbolically. This multitude against Jehoshaphat is whatever plagues your heart, whatever worry you have. Where's my husband? How am I going to get through school? How am I going to come up with the money because I don't have a job? <clears throat> my family, whatever. That's the multitude that's come against you. Mine, I have 10 children, and some of them I'm very worried about. And that's the enemy that's come against me. And because of that enemy, verse 3, what do we always do? When enemies besiege us, we fear. But luckily, what did Jehoshaphat do in verse 3? Beautiful phrase. I love that. He set himself to seek the Lord. So in verse 4, he gathers Judah. He proclaimed a fast. And in verse 4, he, Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. And they came from all the cities of Judah. Now, verse 5, where do they go? Where are they going to go to ask help of the Lord? There it is, in the house of the Lord. They're going to go to the house of the Lord because what do you get in the temple? Increased divine attention. So they go into the temple and Jehoshaphat prays. Now, see if this sounds familiar. See if you recognize these words. And said, O Lord God of our fathers, art thou not God in heaven, and rulest thou not over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thy hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art thou not our God, and did, who didst drive out the inhabitants of the land before thy people Israel, and gavest it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? And they dwell therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, see if this sounds familiar, if when evil come upon us, as the sword or judgment or pestilence or famine. What are they quoting? Solomon's dedicatory prayer. Remember, they're quoting the dedicatory prayer. Lord, don't you remember that you said, if when evil come upon us as the sword or judgment or pestilence or famine, if we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, cry unto thee in our affliction, you promised, Lord, you would hear and help. Well, here we are, Lord. Here we are in the temple, and we have a problem. And then they pray, verse 12. And I can't tell you how many times in my life I have prayed, verse 12. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. How many times in your life do you think you're gonna say that prayer? Lord, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to do to solve this problem. And I'm here in the temple and I'm asking for help. Do you see why we build them? I love what he says. Verse 15, when Jehovah speaks. Verse 15, hearken, all, hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you. What does he say? Be not afraid, nor dismayed, 
by reason of this great multitude. Why? When you take your problems to the temple, what happens? Read the rest of verse 15. What happens when you partner with God in his house and take your problems to him in his house? What does he say? There it is. There's the increased divine attention. When you live worthy of temple covenants, when you keep temple covenants, high obedience to higher laws brings higher blessings. And one of those blessings is divine help in a time of need. Of all of that, I just testify with all my soul. Go to the temple because that's where God speaks in a greater way. Go to the temple when you have your own problems. What then is the symbol? What symbolically are you supposed to lay on the altar in the temple? Your concerns. You lay them on the altar. And he helps you. Verse 17, you shall not, in this particular case, you won't even need to go out to battle. Set yourselves and stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed, for tomorrow go out against them, and the Lord will be with you. You see why we build temples? So give me how you would word it. The temple is a house of, what would you word it? It's a lot of appropriate words. Which one would you pick? Rest. It's a beautiful description. So do you see? Now, that's a tool of the priesthood line. I can't, it was the church that built that temple. It was the church that dedicated the temple. It's the church that sets the parameters as to when I can go. And so I yield to the priesthood line and I walk in there and receive personal revelation. Do you see the connection? A priesthood line tool brings personal revelation. Okay, let's do another one. Any thoughts? Um, I don't think so. Beautiful, isn't it? That's why we build temples. It's not, well, come to an endowment or come to initiatory work or I love that. I love the ordinances. But what is he saying? Come into my house and bring the concerns of your heart. Oh, there's one more. Let me give you the dedicatory prayer of the Salt Lake Temple. Wilford Woodruff in the dedication of the Salt Lake Temple said this. Our Father, may peace abide in all the homes of thy saints. May holy angels guard them. May they be encompassed by thine arms of love. May prosperity shine upon them. And may the tempter and the destroyer be removed far from them. Heavenly Father, when thy people are oppressed and in trouble, surrounded by difficulties or assailed by temptation, and turn their faces towards this holy house and ask thee for deliverance, for help, for thy power to be extended in their behalf, we beseech thee to look down from thy holy habitation in mercy and tender compassion upon them and listen to their cries. 
That's three dedications of, very, of three very prominent temples in which the Lord is saying, bring me your challenges and I will partner with you. Increased divine attention in his house. Okay, number two. Let's go back to Doctrine and Covenants 109, the dedicatory prayer. Why do we build them? Let's start in verse 12. 109. Yeah, you write. I'll let you, I'll give you a minute. I would write it down too. <laughs> I have written it down many times. Okay, back in 109, verse 12 and 13. Would you mind reading? which we now dedicate to thee, that it may be sanctified and consecrated to thee. Now listen very carefully to what the prayer is here. That. And that thy holy presence may be continually in, the, in this house. That thy presence. We build temples to give him a place to come to in a way like he can't come to any other building. That thy holy presence may be continually in this house. Now listen, to, read 13. In other words, he's home. You walk into the threshold of the house, and what do you know? What do you know? He's home. Tell me about coming home from your mission. I would imagine Argentina is a tough place. I remember I served in Mexico. I love Mexico. It's a wonderful country, wonderful people. But when I flew in to the Los Angeles airport and came through customs, there was a display of seven U.S. flags. And I just walked up and wrapped them around me because I was, I was home. Coming into my house. Do you remember that? What was it to come home? What did it mean to you to come home after your mission? And there's mom and dad and family. There's everything that's comfortable to me. I'm home. And I don't have to go out again. I'm home. Now, why do we build temples? Do you see that? Do you see why we build temples? It's not appropriate to go home. Actually, don't go home yet. We don't want to lose you. Don't go home yet. So he says, I'll do the next best thing. Instead of you coming back, I'll come to you. I will meet you in my home on your planet. So why do we build temples? To be with him. Simply to be with him. I learned to appreciate this 20 years, no, almost 30 years ago. I'm thinking 20 years from the rescue. You probably don't remember this, but in <clears throat> June of 2002, were you alive? June of 2002? I was. Like okay. In June of 2002, a very evil man broke into a home that wasn't his, went upstairs, put a knife to a 14-year-old girl's throat, and took her from her home. Her name was Elizabeth Smart. Elizabeth Smart was kidnapped out of her own bedroom and taken up into the mountains and he did horrible things to her. Now the, at the same time, you know what? I'm gonna show some pictures. 
I think this will help. Here's the evil man. Here's Elizabeth Smart. She was 14 at the time. I had a seven-year-old. Now, where do seven-year-olds feel safe? And specifically, where at home do they feel most safe? In their bedroom. And what did this kidnapping say to her? What did this kidnapping, can you imagine how that shattered her world to find out that a little girl is not safe in her bedroom? that her parents could not keep her safe in her bedroom. Can you imagine what happened in that little girl's heart when she found that out? Well, that night, after the news of the kidnapping broke and we knew what happened and her sister said that, you know, someone came in and took her. We knew it was a kidnapping. That night, in the middle of the night, she woke up in a panic, grabbed a pillow and a blanket, crept into mom and dad's room and slept on the floor. In the morning, I stepped on her. I didn't know she was there. I stepped on my daughter. The next night, she grabbed a pillow and a blanket and crept on mom and dad's floor. And the next morning, I stepped on her again. By the third morning, I was looking for her. And she was still there. As she was on the fourth and the fifth and the sixth and the hundredth. At some point, every single night, now I'd tuck her in and I'd hug her and I'd say, Brittany, you're safe. We have a dog. They didn't have a dog. You know what, would, you know what Tinka would do if someone broke into our house? You know exactly what she would do, right? We have an alarm. They didn't turn their alarm on. They left their window open. You're safe, stay in your bed. But in the middle of the night, she would wake up in a panic, grab a pillow and a blanket, creep into mom and dad's room and sleep on the floor. Now, let me show you mom and dad's room, okay? Here's our bedroom, there's the door, there's the bathroom, and our bed is here, there's dad, there's mom. Now look at all the room mom has. There's a couch over here. It's comfortable, but where does she sleep? She sleeps right there. Tell me why. Why would a seven-year-old girl sleep right there? Where did she feel safe? By her dad. And she was right. No one's gonna harm her. By her dad. It's not, I thought maybe it was the corner that corner is furthest away from our front door. If you came into our house, you would pass every other person before you got to that corner. I thought maybe it was the corner. It's not the corner, is it? It's him that made her feel safe. Tell me how she slept next to him. Now, do you see why we build temples? We built temples to give us a place to walk in there and feel that. He's here. 
I am safe in his presence. Nothing is going to harm me in his presence. That's why we go to the temple. It's just to be with him, just to feel him, just to feel that level of safety and know that I can sleep. I can sleep peacefully right here. Well, I can live peacefully right here. Do you see why we build them? I just love that. All right, we better stop. Let's fill it out. What would you, I'll do this one. You did the last one. A house of his presence. I'm going to twist it. A house of his presence. Okay, we'll pick up that list on Monday. But I bear you my testimony that it is a house of up and down. Because I have a priesthood tool, I can go in there and I can connect personally with Heavenly Father. It is a house of allowing me revelation and peace and comfort. And so once again, it might be seen as a tear. There are people who do what with the temple? They push it away because they don't see its value. They see wheat, or sorry, they see tear. But what is it? It's wheat. I testify of temples. May you find rest and his presence in his house. This is my prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.